Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the special edition segment of the Outer Realm. We are not broadcasting uh, live, but we are on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network. And of course, we're fully supported by Folgers Coffee. And when you watch a segment, it will be on Roku. So please make a point of venturing out to Roku. So Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring yet another segment of The Outer Realm. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, for his intro and his outro. Um, he's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found anywhere that good music can be found. Big thank you to Steve McGinnis, who is the artist behind all of our banners here at The Outer Realm. So thank you as well for your contribution. Tonight, this special edition feature um, welcomes back one of our personal favorites, which is Brian Allen. And he's going to be discussing his book, his new book, The Book of Secrets. And I have to tell you, uh, I wish we had a lot longer because it is a fantastic book. And I have no doubt that you guys are going to enjoy this very special feature, which is airing, of course, after the main show tonight. So sit tight and enjoy the ride. Here we are, Brian. Hello. Hi. How you How doing? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Um, I was going to say, if we can we stick to these three chapters? Yeah. That I mentioned? Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. cool. We can we, touch we, on the rest, obviously, it. but, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, they were, like, three amazing chapters. We, I, I was just reading this going, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> well, what I was hoping to do was I've actually printed them off, and I'm going to read verbatim from some of them, some bits oh. of it. And also yeah. some, especially in Play Ghosts, it's, there's a lot of, you know, facts and figures in that one. So I would yeah. like to read that as well, if we could do. Oh. Oh, absolutely. We we are recording right now, and I, I'm going to let you take it. Um, basically, we'll start from, um, I, I have to say, the Collins elite, the whole extraterrestrial <laughs> hypothesis. Uh, I, I've just, of course, I'm glued to the book. <laughs> so, well, that's I, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't like stress it enough. Like people go out and get this book. <laughs> it's just phenomenal. <laughs> so, where do you want to start? I, I mean, where, where's the best place to start? It, there's so much information. Well, and I know you've got. I a guess. Plan. Yeah, well, I, I guess if you just, well, you've you've done the intro. If you just mentioned the book. And how did I, why did I write it? Yeah. Stuff yeah. and touching some of the subjects, and then you could ask me, me specifically about these chapters. Okay. Maybe, yeah, okay. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. So, so yeah. basically, what prompted you? I mean, I can read. I've read, you know, the, these chapters, and uh, I will be delving into the whole book. So I know personally why I think you wrote it, but what made you decide to delve into this? Well, I guess it's it's just stuff that had been sort of plowing around in my head for a while. Um, there's none of it particularly new, but I decided I'd have another look at it and see if I could come up with some other um, rationalizations for it. Right. Because the more you dig into this sort of stuff, the more seems to come out of it. I mean, mm. the, chap the, the, the chapters themselves, well, we're looking at everything from the, the Vamanas of ancient India through... Um, a whole, whole bunch of stuff, really. The um, Al Bilic and the Montauk project, um, the fourth mm. dimension. Yeah. The, did Martians really build the pyramids? Were the Nephilim the messengers of the gods? Um, the sacred ark? What was the ark of the covenant? Right. Indigo star children, the Stargate enigma. Um, it's, it's just stuff that would have been. And I just decided, well, I'm going to have a go at this. And I just bashed out a few words and had a look at them and built on it and built on it and finally come up with like 22 chapters. 
Well, and I imagine in all your research yeah. for all your other books, do you come across even like like additional information that you think, oh my gosh, you know, I, I need I need to change this and put this in or include it. So you're revising constantly in your mind, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it's possibly fair to say that each of each book I've written has been a has been a springboard for the following one. Right. The, the, there are a few that, that where you, where they just I put the brakes on and wrote about something else. Right. But um, which is, and in fact, a couple of the books haven't really been particularly paranormal or supernatural or ufological in that sense. Mm -hmm. I've been about cults because I've got an interest in, in cults and how they function and how people are, and I'm going to be blunt about this, how they're stupid enough to get drawn into them in the first place. Yeah. To me, because the cults, are, they're so dangerous to, to yes. give a person control of your mind is what, what, is what they're doing. Right. And, and people seem happy enough to do that and pay them money to do it. I mean, the, the whole thing's absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm not going to even touch on Scientology because. Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. out there right now, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they get great lawyers. So right. I'm, not, I'm not even going to look at that. But right. yeah, um, yeah, sure. But um, I guess, um, I don't know. How about if I take a look at, let's say, well, and and you can stop me and obviously and ask questions as you go along. But Yeah, uh, absolutely. The, the stage is yours. There's, there's lots of information. Okay, well, we, we could take it, we could take it, one of the chapters, which is in fact chapter 19, which is ufology right. and the Collins elite and how that fits in. Well, the Collins elite, if you like, um, was introduced I guess in about 1952 mm -hmm. is when when this this outfit actually emerged. It was after ufology sort of entered the mainstream in 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 47, I guess, with Roswell, mm -hmm. which is I'm not, I'm not even going to go there because I mean, there'd be too much spoken about that already, right. and you ain't going to get the truth anyway. So um, the, the, there were so many organisations set up following this. Um, you know, you, you had the, the Robertson panel, you had Blue Book, you had all sorts of stuff that was built up because the military, especially the government and the military and the security agencies, mm -hmm. they really, really wanted to, to get a handle on ufology. Was this, and I can see that, I can see the reasoning for it because if this was going to be a threat to the security, especially the United States, they wanted to know about it. And um, it was in their interest to find out was this a reality? Could they engage with it? And if they could engage with it, could they do so in a way that was going to be advantageous to them? Because let's make no mistake about this. Um, militaries of any country will always try and weaponize anything they think is going to be used to them. And especially if it was technology that did not originate on planet Earth and was bringing things to planet Earth. Well, you know, if they could, if they could weaponize that well and good. Mm -hmm. Now, there's been lots of stories told about how they got it and how they did it and all the rest. But there were supposed to have been agreements reached where ET could take so many human beings, you know, in exchange for technology. We know yeah. this is all supposed to happen, whether it did or not, is right. a different matter. But right. As far as the Collins elite are concerned and its and its connection to, to, to UFOs, that the religious right wing, especially in the USA, tended to associate ET with the Old Testament and angels and demons from the sky. You know, yeah. and this is where this all started. Yeah. And as far as they were concerned, the human race was originally corrupted by the fallen angels, as, as mentioned in, in Genesis film, yeah. 6, 4, and so forth. Right. And this, which eventually led to the end times. But as far as they were concerned, the occupants of UFOs were not physical beings in any sense. Mm -hmm. As far as they were concerned, they were the, 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 the they were manifestations of Satan. They were demons in other words. Mm -hmm. and, and their purpose was, once again, to infiltrate the human race uh, spiritually contaminate them uh, and, and if you like, um, bring them to the, the end times once again. Would this doing be like this. An, an archive type thing? Because that's... Yeah, 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 sort of. Yeah. Because, because basically when, when you start looking at this subject, there are little tentacles stretch out and they all interact with each other. But the thing was, 
when the place things like the Robertson panel was set up, when um, Blue Book and, mm -hmm. and, and all the associated programs are set up by, by, by the, the US authorities, mm -hmm. especially in the US, mm -hmm. um, because they're obviously a vested interest in all this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. They wanted to know what was going on. But the thing was, when these organizations were set up, that there were within them separate groups who had a basic hidden agenda. And mm -hmm. their agenda was to find out, was, was to go out to their way to condemn all this as, as being, um, how can I put this, as being, it was contaminated by Satan. Because it's, because they were, I said, were tying this to the, to the, to the Bible and mm -hmm. the fallen angels and all the rest of it. So they mm -hmm. couldn't see the difference between them. So they were setting out with an agenda. Right. And, and their agenda was to find this link that was there. So they found yeah. a link that was there. They couldn't do anything else. Yeah. And and th this, is a, this is a pity. Now, the other thing was that um, I wondered, was the... Um, was the, the, this whole thing about the Collins, was it real or, or was it just a fantasy of some kind? Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I happen to know Rick, Nick Redfern. Now, I, I guess you'll have come across Nick. You obviously will have done, I would imagine. And I spoke to Nick because I, I've known Nick on and off the last 30 odd years. A couple of times, I've, you know, we're not so intimate friends, but, but I know him and he knows me. Right, right, and and Nick did. Uh, I can't remember. What, I can't. He wrote a book. I can't remember what it was offhand, but it went into a lot of detail about the Collins elite. So yes, they, they are real, and in a way, um, I'm, I'm going to quote here because mm -hmm. there was a, 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 I would call him a, a psychonaut for want of a better word, a guy called Terence McKenna. Does that ring any bells with you at all? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, but you know the terms. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I'm, I'm going to I'll quote him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to insult the guy. I mean, he's, he's passed on now. But I'm going to quote him uh, one of his better-known quotations, if I can even actually find it, because I did put all this stuff together to try and, um, if I can just shine a light on it somehow. Yeah. Um, I'll get it. I'll get to it shortly once we get to it. When it's in, it's in here someplace. Yeah, no worries. And if, if you just bear with me for a few oh, seconds, it, it's worth it's worth quoting the guy what he actually said. It was about how uh, we actually interact with things we can't actually see. So, um, if I can, it is in here someplace. I can assure you. I promise you, it is. Um, That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, uh, we'll get there. So, so basically, they believe that. We were corrupted by the fallen angels with sure. the Nephilim, and um, because there is a lot of conversation, even you know, with with ufologies or ancient alien theorists yeah. that state yeah. that you know a lot of the negative blood type came from Anunnaki. Yes, and, correct. Right. So correct. I guess it's correct. like comparing apples and 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 oranges, but in the end, it sort of sums it up in a yeah. similar yeah. fashion. Yeah. I actually set out this in different typescripts, so I would, I would notice it right away, and I finally found it. <laughs> well, what McKenna said was, and the guy was absolutely right, we are part of a symbiotic relationship with something that disguises itself as an, and an extraterrestrial invasion yes. so as not to alarm us. Yes. And he got that right on the money. That. Yeah, yeah. He is right on the money with that, because this is exactly what we are dealing with, because these things... Well, how can I put this? It goes without saying that, that we are visited by UFOs. I'll, I'll call them UFOs. I won't say UAPs because not everybody knows what UAP is, but so we'll right. just call them UFOs. Sure, Extraterrestrial spacecraft, okay. Right. There is no doubt in my mind that we we are and have been visited these things since the word go, okay, right. since, since the start of time itself. Mm -hmm. In fact, it kind of segs into the last book I wrote with Barry Fitzgerald, The Receptors yes. of Gods and Men. It's the same sort of thing. But right. there is no doubt about it that these things have been with us since since the beginning of time. But it's, okay. a, it's where they came from has always been the puzzle for me. Because once we understand where they came from, then I think that helps to demystify the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as I'm concerned, E.T., does not come from other galaxies. It doesn't come from other, other star systems. It doesn't come from other planets even. Mm -hmm. These things come from another dimension. I'm sure they're dimensional beings, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that, that what they fly about in are interdimensional craft. I'm sure of this. I'm convinced of it. Now, 
as far as a belief in the reality of UFOs, mm -hmm. you've only got to have a look at James Fox and his and, and his astonishing documentary film, The Phenomenon. And if any of your listeners or viewers, I guess, if any of them can get a hold of this documentary, I would advise them to watch it because this guy has taken the subject and he's looked at it with a very calm, a very rational eye. And the evidence he brings make it, makes it unmistakable that we are and have been and continue to be visited by entities from other realities, shall we? I think it's realities. He doesn't go in as that far. He just he, He's assuming that, that, that they're from other planets. But his sincerity is such as anyone who is even a, a disbeliever, if they watch that documentary and they don't come out of, uh, come out as a believer, then mm -hmm. there's something wrong with them, I think, that they're just they're going out of mm -hmm. their way to deny it. But as far and what's as, the name of the documentary again? Just it's just it's just called the phenomenon. The phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys. The phenomenon. Okay. I'll and make sure I put that in. Yeah. Do that, okay. and if you've if you've never seen it, Michelle, have a look at this thing. And it yes. is by James Fox is the name of the guy. I've met him a couple of times. Um, he's a hell of a nice, really an exceptionally nice guy. I'm sure and I've it, seen it. Yeah. The other documentary he did was was about the the sighting at Vargina Vargina Vargina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think in South America somewhere. His other documentary is about that. Now, again, absolutely first class, but not a touch, not a patch on the phenomenon. I think right. that that is the best documentary of that kind I have ever seen anywhere. Absolutely wow. outstanding. But wow. anyway, get, get back to the Collins Elite. Yes, the Collins Elite, as I said, they they were set up deliberately and planted within these these um, investigative organisations with an agenda. But the agenda seems to be even greater than just trying to find, discover that these things are actually are not extraterrestrial, but they're demonic, and they're set out there to, to sort of, if you like, bring bring the the human race to perdition. That um, that they have their other agenda, and this appears to be the new world order to me. Um, they want everyone to to, to have a centralised government. And the planet, the whole planet, to be driven by the centralized government, when, and its aim is to destroy these demonic UFOs or the, the, the demons that are inside them. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think they've been successful because so far, uh, well, well, we think they haven't been successful. We don't know, quite frankly. But and we don't really know if we're not all getting organized by a one-world government because behind the scenes that could be going on. Good goodness only knows. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's pretty rampant and you have a lot of different things that are very blatantly being thrown out into the public now, stuff that would have been kept very quiet. It just yeah. seems that the agenda is changing. The only, as, as it stands just now, we've got the, the, the appalling, the, the disgraceful situation in Ukraine. Um, goodness knows where that, what's intended to come out of that. But it seems, I'm not wanting to alarm anybody, but it seems as though NATO is starting to just stick, dig its heels in a little bit and just right. sort of waving its fist back at Vladimir Putin for what yeah. he's saying. That NATO is saying, bring it on, more or less, because we're ready. We're ready. But, because yeah. the, the, but the only problem there is, I think that would turn nuclear very quickly. And and, and that, again, that's that's it all. That's the ball, as I say, on the slates. That That's it done. Mm -hmm. We're all dead. So, but, but anyway. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that would that would be detrimental to everyone. I think at this stage, <laughs> you know, I, right. I, I yeah, tend yeah, to yeah. to be considered, you know, or or more um, concerned as well about like spiritual warfare, ah, be because yeah, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, everything yeah, we're yeah. we're going through, like what we're talking about right now, even it's just like people are being influenced, and you have a lot of people who are moving towards new age a lot of new age things and now this sure. is a good thing people are open-minded I'm, ha sure. I'm happy for that but you know when i was 14 years old uh, a friend of my aunt's was a priest mm -hmm. and he was very unusual he was a young like a young priest and he mm -hmm. said you know what i learned in seminary i'm like what <laughs> you know mm -hmm. he said um because he happened to be visiting well i was visiting my aunt he goes the day is going to come where and he talked spoke of the last pope and he said, you know, he said, heaven will arise or hell will arise. Heaven will descend and mm -hmm. there will be a great battle. He goes, mm -hmm. people are going to get fooled. 
They're going to believe in a lot of new age things. They're mm -hmm. going to believe they're going to, to try to stray away, you know, from their mm -hmm. faith. And he mm -hmm. was really, really passionate and adamant about this. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, I'll never see that in my lifetime. <laughs> I think I'm seeing that in my lifetime. Yeah. You know, Brian, <laughs> yeah. this might be a thing. The, the, the strange thing, Michelle, is that uh, I'm actually quoting that in the book. That actually appears in the book, what you've just said. Oh, Brian, really? Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. Yes. And here's well, this priest who said it back like 40 years ago. Yeah, 40 I made it years myself. Ago. But I'm just going to quote a little bit here yes. regarding, again, the, 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 the Collins elite. There's a, okay. One of the papers purportedly coming from this group was entitled Deception of UFOs, What We Believe and Why. Mm -hmm. And it emerged in 1998. And in it, there is a distillation of their findings since their inception in 1952, which is, I said, when they first appeared. Mm -hmm. What it basically says is that the Earth is being prepared for Armageddon and that human beings are little more than containers for souls that can be harvested in, in the service of Satan. And the only way to salvation is, apparently, to embrace Christ as your Redeemer. And then all will be well. But one of the strangest aspects of what came under this, their oversight was the possibility that a project was underway, driven by these non-humans to create hybrids of humans and aliens to serve the Antichrist and Satan during the end times, and the time of Armageddon, in fact. Because never forget that the fundamentalist Christians uh, believe that this, along with the rapture, literally is literally true. And, and you know, because when I first heard about the rapture, that I mean, it's not all that long ago, in, in, in real terms, about 10 years ago, I came across the rapture, and I right. thought, what? What? You know, I, I, just, I just, I just shake, I just shake Sounds my like head. Sounds like the missing four eleven. <laughs> <laughs> just about getting there, yeah. You know, but and all, but but the thing is that um, so the raptor cannibal happen. Even the ultra rational realm of science has its fair share of these right wing Christian believers. So right. the, I, I don't know how they balance the hard science with this particular strain of religion that, that, that they're right. actually coming from but I, and I hope that none of your, your, your people who watch your show are going to be upset by all this but this is just how I see it and, right. and I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not going to call it any other way because that's how I see it and that's based on I guess having looked at we, I've been in this I think we, we discussed this the last day one of the last time yeah. you were on your show I, okay. I've been involved in this since I was about two and a half years old when I had my first encounter Right, and and I've had various encounters throughout my life. Never, I've never sought them. They just, they just happened. They, they were just there, and I just, I just. But initially, I was a bit concerned about it. Now, I just like wash over me, and I just say, "Well, thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you again sometime." And and they always turn up again. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have had these encounters all my life, and uh, so I'm well aware of what can can happen in the background and in the foreground. Stuff you're aware of and stuff you're not aware of. And yeah. you're just better to let it wash over you because if you try and fight it, it's just going to crush you. Simple as that, you know? Well, it's better to be aware and educated. Um, yeah. And, I mean, people do like to go through life blindly, though. Safe. Well, to, to, to some extent you can, but but you, 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 you've got to, I think, can use the same, you've got to cover your ass, you know, yeah, sort of thing, you know, that you, you can't entirely go blindly through this and you've got to set up some safeguards mm -hmm. because some of the meet some of the people have met because of the interests I have that some of their beliefs I mean I just I just will not I just can't buy it. I just cannot buy it. Simple right. as that. And, you know, and I will argue the case with them. Because mm -hmm. once once you go down that road, things that are blatantly impossible, you've got to accept that they're possible. Right. And I suppose at some level they are. It just it just depends how what you regard as reality, because reality, I suppose, it is malleable depending on your own beliefs. But and how many maybe, realities? And and, and, and as you, how many realities? <laughs> you yeah. know. But I'm, what I'm going to do now is move on to ch chapter yep. twenty, which is plague ghosts. Mm -hmm. And basically, um, we all know about the horrors of plagues, both ancient and modern. And mm -hmm. how they were dealt with in various places, but and how they were dealt with what was markedly different, especially in relation to what happened to the bodies of those who unfortunately died during the plagues. Because the most recent plague that we suffered, because I mean the Black Death that doesn't involve the USA, because that was long mm -hmm. before, long before, but you know, this is the USA. Plague, yeah, of course it yeah. was. But and plus, plus the fact it was back in the 14, 1500s. Right. But um, we'll just look at the COVID nineteen pandemic. Which, which was bad enough. And uh, the thing was that 
especially well, I'm going to stick with the US. I'll, I'll move on to, to, to my own country, Scotland, a little later on. But well, I've been to that location, so yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, initially, in in the US, especially in the city of New York, because which is one of your your biggest city, mm-hmm. that when people died, if there was no one to claim the remains or they couldn't afford the cost of a funeral, the corpses still needed to be interred, which 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 is the way it was. Mm-hmm. And this was usually done as cheaply as possible. And and you've heard the term Potter's Field. Yeah, you're a fit, oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. There was a sort of communal Potter's Field where, where the dead would be interred. And there were places where cemeteries for the poor or the homeless. And the case in New York City, this is in fact a place called Hart Island. I don't know if you've you come across Hart Island at oh, all. Yes, yeah, okay, yes, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been calculated that over the years, in excess of a million people have actually been buried on Hart Island, and most of them now in, in, in mass graves because of the sheer volume of bodies. In mm-hmm. fact, there are so many corpses that gradually the bones find their way and percolate to the surface. And I've actually seen this. I've actually seen this for myself in another location. I'm going to touch on in, in a few minutes mm-hmm. in Scotland here. Mm-hmm. And, and it was actually a thigh bone that I found. And when I said to the guy, "Yeah, yeah." When I said to the guy, uh, who one of the, the people who look after the public cemeteries, I said, look, what about this? Oh, he says, we'll, we'll, re- we'll just reinter it at some point and say words over it and just reinter it, which right. is fair enough. But but this happens all the time. And, and in Heart Island, it's a That's regular, a concern. Regular. That's a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A million, a million bodies, yeah. But um, so what I was going to say is, is um, this it's a relatively common occurrence where a number of burials have taken, when a vast number of burials have taken in the same area, that these bones will, in fact, come to the surface. But Hart Island is located at the western end of Long Island Sound in the northeastern Bronx in New York City. And it was originally purchased from the Native Americans in 1645 by an English physician called Thomas Pell, whose name became immortalised in the Pelham, Pelham Islands archipelago. The island was eventually sold to New York City in 1869. It's also colloquially referred to the Island of the Dead, which, which in effect it is. Right. And in the due course, uh, and, and, and a, a rather creepy and unsettling film called The Island of the Dead was actually filmed there because they couldn't mm. ask for a better setting because that's exactly what it is. Right. Now, because of its relative isolation, it served a variety of purposes. One of its first practical uses was in 1864, Mm-hmm. When, it, when it was used to used to train what were formerly known as the United States Coloured Troop Battalions, you can't say that sort of stuff now, but, but at, at, at then you could because yeah. it was the way right. it was. Right. But during the American Civil War, it was used as a prisoner war camp when over 3,000 captured Confederate soldiers were actually imprisoned there, mm-hmm. 235 of whom died and were buried on the island itself. And laterally, though, there was a women's psychiatric hospital called the Pavilion and a prison and the tuberculosis sanatorium were constructed in the island. Mm-hmm. And during the paranoia of the Cold War, a battery of Nike-guided missiles were even located on there for a while. But the last of the civilian buildings in use was the psychiatric hospital, but this has now been abandoned, and the patients were moved elsewhere in 1977. However, the hospital and many other historic buildings are now being torn down to create more space for burials, because they're literally running out of space to bury people. That's right. Now, given the checkered and mostly unpleasant history, it's not surprising that most of these accounts of of the ghosts have been seen there. Now, most of these accounts have been reported in two locations. One is on the site of the original prison. Another is where the asylum once stood. Mm. And the reports range from sudden feelings of severe nausea and intense cold spots to claim the individual being physically pushed to the ground by, well, spirit, I guess. Yeah. Now, yeah. another commonly another commonly reported phenomenon that encompasses the entire island is the sensation, the sensation of being watched and of someone standing right next to you, especially in the ruined buildings. Mm. And this is when the person involved knows that they're the only person on the island, and sometimes yeah. they actually are. But the yeah. apparitions encountered take the form of figures seen in the mist that, given its mid-river location, are common at the early morning. And if anyone approaches these, these figures, they just melt back into the mist and disappear. But stranger still is a curious fact that it's not so much of the experience that people have when on the island, it's what happens after they leave. 
There are reports of people having particularly powerful dreams about the island, as it was when it was still in use, especially the often brutal forms of treatment used in the asylum, because in the early days of, of treating psychiatric patients, they were not exactly kind to them, put it mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know the, the ECT treatments used to give them are actually horrific. I mean, it's not. It's, it's, oh, I, yeah. I think I, I think it still happens, but but it's, yeah. it's certainly. I think they drugged them before they do it, but before they didn't, they used to bang the bang this voltage through their head when they were you know still awake. Right. But right. Uh, the, the island itself is 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 notoriously haunted, and given the number of bodies that were buried there, it's hardly surprising. But the reason I mentioned. The bone, and I mentioned finding this this bone. It was actually it's, it's at the location of Greyfriars Churchyard in Edinburgh, which dates from around 1621. Mm. And the cemetery contains the last remains of victims of the many assorted diseases that ravaged the overcrowded and frequently filthy t towns and cities in the British Isles. And Edinburgh was mm -hmm. no exception. But as with Hart Island, uh, Greyfriars and the adjoining Covenanters Prison contain more bodies than they were originally designed for. And again, like Hart Island, the bones of the deceased often gradually percolate to the surface. And the paranormal activity reported in Grey Fires, and I've actually been there and investigated this for myself, is not a recent event because the church has been the, the scene of various kinds of psychic phenomena over several centuries, and some of them uh, witnessed by more than one person. Now, I mentioned the, the Covenanters prison. Well, it gives a slightly misleading picture of the area that conjures up the impression of a vast gloomy building. It's not, it isn't, in fact, if any of your viewers want to Google Covenanters Prison, Edinburgh, it will actually show you this. Mm. It's actually a length, it's, it's an open length of ground, it's maybe 100 metres 100 meters long, maybe 20 metres wide, and it's it's lined with, with mausoleums down both sides of it and along the bottom. It's, it's fascinating, yeah, I've I've, oh, I've, have you you've seen it? I've been. Oh, okay. Got oh, you. yeah. They right, threw okay. me in the, the the Mackenzie crypt, and I was waiting for oh, something did they? to happen. They were trying to scare me. I'm like, wrong person. <laughs> yeah, you know, wrong person to scare. I'm here for the thrill. Believe me. But I know what. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I found the history to be so so sad, and and the fact that they would take bones from many of these these people that you're speaking of mm -hmm. within the Royal Mile, and mm -hmm. they would put it in with mortar. They're, it's in they're in the buildings the bones sure, are in these old sure, buildings sure, sure so like the recycling i guess but it's just it's such a sad thing when you walk through it and you realize just how old it is and the sadness behind it all mm, it's very heavy mm, you feel mm, it mm, and the mm. constant presence that you speak of you know um is definitely it's definitely present like you feel it when you when you go in there and of oh, course yeah. some people are still having issues with the Mackenzie Poltergeist. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. We did the investigation. The last investigation I did never been in the 1990s. It was well, well more than 20 odd years ago. Right. And in fact, I've given up all that kind of stuff. I just don't do it anymore because th this sounds terribly blase to say it, but it's just it's same old, same old. I say it all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you, you often found when you were going to people's houses, you know, to, to try and help them, you had to act as a sort of therapist while you were there to try and calm sure. them down, basically. And you did. Because most of the time there was nothing there. It was their imagination. Mm -hmm. And I'm for, I, I can say this and put my hand in my heart when I'm saying it is that I have some skill as an exorcist that, that, that I've, I've cleared buildings and that I've cleared houses. Mm -hmm. And you don't have any particular skill to do it. All you got to do is really mean it. You've mm -hmm. got to really mean it because I go in there and I cuss and I curse and swear and do all sorts of stuff and I tell them to get out, get out of this place, you don't belong here. And 99 times out of 100, they'll go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they won't, but most times they will go because they need you. They need us to be here. We don't need them. That's uh, right. As simple as that. That's right. Any, anyhow, um, the whole thing about the Covenanters prison was that was they were the Scots Presbyterians who rejected the various religious changes mm -hmm. imposed by King Charles the First of England. We've now got a King Charles the Third, as you probably know. That's right. Then, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but not in Scotland because the Scots all reject it. That's the, right. House of <laughs> Scotland's its <laughs> own place with its own attitude. I love it. Yeah. I love Scotland. Yeah, but that's another story. <laughs> but um, 
These changes were intended to impose the English Episcopalian view of the Christian faith and the various changes in the practices within the Scottish Protestant Church, which was fervently anti-Catholic and extremely suspicious of the Anglican, Anglican faith anyway, which it saw as being roughly Catholic in, 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 how, in how it was organised. But um, this resulted in the bishops' wars and, and the whole thing just went on and, and, and they just went fighting and battling all the rest of it. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of drifting off the subject now. But basically right. what I'm actually saying is that like Heart Island with, with the million bodies that have been, they think have been buried there and, and the bones all come at the surface and the hauntings. Right. The thing is that the Greyfriars Churchyard in Edinburgh is exactly the same. And that is why you get bones coming to the surface because it was designed for, just say for a number, it was designed for, say, 10,000 corpses. Right. And there's nearly half a million, I think, buried there. And that, that, that yeah, yeah, as many as that. And that yeah. is because they're literally buried one on top of the other. And the, and the bone has just come to the surface. But and don't it you is expect that in Europe? Because it's so old, you know, they oh, build over oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not used well, to that on this side of the world. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I guess I guess it eventually will do because we know that we, we can see it in cemeteries. You know, when we visit the graves of my parents, my wife's parents, and stuff, yeah. you can see that, that gradually the, the, the cemeteries are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. As yeah. bit, they just need more ground. As simple as that, because people right. don't stop dying and they got to be buried. Right. As indeed, we both will be at some point, I guess. But yeah, um, even cremation is hard. I mean, look at Pavaglia Island. Everybody's cremated, and and the whole island is you step, you know. Many parts of the island, and it's spongy. Really? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, my God. Oh, Pavaglia, oh. oh, my goodness. There's <laughs> one you need to research. It's crazy. I, will, I, will, I tried I to send, they don't let people go there anymore. I tried to send my daughter when she was in Florence, and I said, Okay, you're going to go to Pavaglia Island. I'll pay for the boat. She goes, You know, we're not allowed to go there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just left it there. And she didn't end up going. I mean, a lot of the locals won't go there. It's so haunted. I'm but not surprised. Yeah, yeah. But I'm that was surprised. the plague. That's yeah. it's of the yeah. time, you know. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it's, it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Well, I think if we could move on now to the other yes, chapter. Yes, let's which do is, that. I've been waiting the, for this one. <laughs> the, the, the Vatican Secret Archives. Okay, right. This is another one that I was fascinated by because I'd obviously heard, of, you know, as I said, I was born Catholic and, you know, I went to the church and stuff. Yeah. But you hear about the Vatican and, and what's supposed to happen there. Well, is there a secret archive? You got to, is there? Yes, there is. And is, is real. Now, as far as I can make out, they haven't actually digitized the contents of this archive. And it exists of mm. miles of shelves covered with documents dating back 1,200 years, some, in some cases. I mean, and and they, they, they're on papyrus, they're on all sorts. But they, this is kept as an archive. And you better have a good... They, you, you can get in. They can people. You can get access, get access to the secret archive. But you've got to say exactly what you're looking for. And you've got to tell them precisely why you want in there to get there, to actually have a look at this for yourself. Mm. And you're never alone for a moment when you're in there. And it's not done by cameras either. Somebody is with you and they call you down like a, like a dog. They follow you all around that place and they will sit and watch what you're doing. They'll watch. You're not allowed to photograph the material. You you, you, you get, you're given a pair of gloves, you know, you know, like white gloves. And if you, if you open, the, open the, the documentation up, it's all done with gloves. You can make notes by all means, but you can't take photographs of stuff. Now, some of the stuff that's in there, it ranges, I guess, it's from like, almost like grocery bills mm -hmm. to everything. But I think, the biggest fear is that there are some stuff in the Vatican that could bring down the Christian faith altogether. Or oh, the I could Church totally say that. Absolutely. Of course, but yeah. some of the stuff that's supposed to be in there, for example, are the bones of St. Peter, because as you probably know, that the uh, the actual you know Saint Peter was 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 the, was the person on whom Christ decided the, the, on I'll build my church on you you're the man that's going to do it right so the the, the secret archive it's actually now known as the Vatican Apostolic Archive mm -hmm. holds records documents and contracts held and passed down between each pope in eighteen hundreds Pope Paul the fifth uh, Pope Paul the fifth ordered the items stored in the Vatican Library to be transferred to a separate collection to increase security. And as I say, the contents date back over 1,200 years. 
It is thought that the cross that Christ died on is even in there, even the Holy Grail, the Ark of the Covenant, Noah's Ark, you name it, they're all supposed to be hidden away in the archive. It's Noah's Ark like, would be a stretch. I, I would say. <laughs> That's because, a big one. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Because when you think about it, Rosalind Chapel, the vaults in Rosalind Chapel are supposed to hold all, hold all their stuff as well. They don't. Well, maybe yeah. they do. Who knows? You know, I know. Okay, I love it. Yeah. I love a good mystery. But like I say, um, the third secret of Fatima, the real third secret of Fatima is also supposed to be in there because the one, I think it was in the 1990s, one of the popes, he said that he read out, this is a third secret of Fatima, but mm -hmm. there's thought that the, 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 the what is discussed in the third secret is so dire that it's never been actually revealed and the third secret is still in there. But right. um, like I say, that, that, that um, the the human remains were actually found below the Vatican in, in the 1940s, and these were assumed to be the, the bones of St. Peter, if you like. But well, because that was where Neo, uh, Nero's Colosseum was. That's right. That, well, yeah, that's precisely. Yeah. Like, he, he was oh. martyred there. He was martyred in the Colosseum. That's absolutely right. Oh, okay. And, but it, 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 they were not per, per, publicly displayed until 2013 under the authority of Pope Francis. The public actually got to know about them. In fact, the Pope Francis has prayed over the remains. There were nine fragments of bone, in point of fact, which were displayed in a bronze display case beside the altar during a mass, which is held to celebrate a lengthy recognition of the Christian faith. That said, since, since Peter was the first Pope, which in fact he was, it's possible that after his death, he was interred in a, in a, in a known location, so that these remains might have been his. But there's no absolute proof, and DNA testing assumed it could be could be mm. obtained. And from relics at all, yeah. Because how can you really DNA? I mean, how do you? How you do can't. You, they you say can't. the same thing with the skull of Mary Magdalene. That's right. How do you know? Well, you, you can't know because there's nothing to get a, a, the Just original sample off. That's yeah. right. Precisely. Yeah. Um, other things that are supposed to be there. There's one called the chronovisor. Now, uh -huh. if, yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Well, the chronovisor, <laughs> if it exists, it's got to be pretty good. But I think it was a father Emetti. He was a physicist, I think. He's supposed to come up with this thing, and if any of your viewers, if you if you Google chronovisor, it's fascinating. You, you, it's a thing that looks like an old TV set sitting on a pedestal, basically. Yeah. And this I, is yeah. this is supposed to this is supposed to see it in the future, and right. you know, and, and, and the past, and in fact, the priests or, or the people that were using it are supposed to have actually viewed the, the crucifixion of Christ, you know, well, way way you know, two thousand oh, yeah. odd year ago. Yeah. Although I tend to doubt it very much whether that thing actually ever. ever Existed. It's except a whole movement somebody... right now, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The guardians, guardians of the looking glass. Now they're re re it's called it's called the looking glass mm -hmm. phenomenon. And apparently there are others, other chronovisor mm -hmm. type um, devices. And because they believe that this thing has fallen under into the wrong hands, mm -hmm. there is this organization that built one. Mm -hmm. And because it's a relatively new device, I mean, on the grand scheme of time, sure. um, and they basically will, they'll go in and have a look and say, this is what's going to happen. This mm -hmm. and these people are, are doing this, the elite, shall we say, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you know, and yeah. uh, there's a whole bloody movement. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Well, 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 we'll just, we'll, we'll categorize that one as unknown. I know, put, I know. But again, this is supposed to be there, but um, yeah. there's also evidence for aliens supposedly there. And oddly enough, Satan is supposed to be interred in the Vatican archives. Or he's either trapped there, imprisoned there, or his corpse is there or something. But Satan is supposed to be there. Also, there's supposed to be stacks of um, grimoires, you know, spell books. Yes, yeah, especially. There's one in particular called the Grimoire of Pope Honorius III, which is supposed to be the most evil book ever written because of the kind of spells it contains. Mm -hmm. In fact, anybody that wants to see that doesn't get to see it because it, apparently it, this book is so manifestly evil that it, there's, it's just too much hassle to even move it because spells have got to be said, prayers have got to be said, litanies have got to be read out to mm -hmm. actually protect whoever's going to use this thing or, or even touch it. So right. I, I think when it was put under lock and key, it's been left under lock and key and it's never been touched since. But the book is it's called the Book of Pope Honorius III 
and uh, mm -hmm. there's a grimoire of Pope and everything else. And it's well worth your, your viewers googling that and having a look at if, if they're interested. But it's the theory um, behind it that, like, as to why it was written that fascinates me. The mm -hmm. fact that they felt as though priests, you know, um, had a degree of, of connections with, you know, obviously with God, with angels, mm -hmm. and they felt that this would be a way for them to control demons. It sounds That's a bit like the Solomon story. Yeah, well, what you're saying is, again, I mentioned this in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, George. That really, that it was thought that if, if, if priests could contact angels and contact the yeah. good side, they could also go to the dark side and control that, which which right. is why. But there again, Pope Honorius, he, he, he gathered all these spells, I guess, just to prove a point that, that, that they were all here and, and, and they were in this book, but he mm -hmm. could control all that. But uh, although I think he was taking a big risk if he even thought that. But um, Right, right. It's also, right. as regards to evidence of aliens, it's also thought that, and again, in the Vatican Archive, you've got the classic alien mummy skulls, you know, the, the, the extended skulls, you know. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. they're thought to be there as well. But, but these are just some of the things, bits and pieces that are supposed to be hidden in the archive. So, but the truth is, it's, it's, it's real or it's not real. It depends if you believe it. Is there stuff that's really important hidden away in the archive? Absolutely there is. Mm -hmm. But I think it's probably more political that, that, than, that, than any of this way out stuff that's actually said. Although, although who knows? Who knows? Maybe they have. We wouldn't know because it's also known that the Vatican's got a couple of pretty heavy duty um, um, observatories. And they, oh, yeah. they take, they, oh, Look at Lucifer. They, <laughs> that's, that's the observatory in, in the United States. Apparently, it's just yeah. like they, they do a lot of amazing research there. Oh, yeah. You know, well, because they've obviously got an interest in what's above. But there again, this this gets into the uh, into the um, the sort of argument: heavens above and hells below. Right. But, but, but yeah. Yeah. Right. What, right. But I think it's great. I mean, there's an endless supply of money for the research, and they have the technology. Why not? It. it but what I find interesting is a statement that they made not that long ago, saying that they are going to be preparing their people for the arrival of extraterrestrials you know like yes this. yes I mean, pope yes, francis just yes. really want to disclose some of this stuff which yeah, is first yeah. like he's kind of keeping with the times the problem with this is uh, and i've heard this the, the, the very thing you're talking about is that the church seems to think that if we have contact with et mm -hmm. and et has never heard the god or christ and they have no notion or no concept of a creator God, it's up to the Catholic Church to teach them that there is, and, and this is the way to do it. Mm -hmm. And you're starting to think, what? I mean, really? <laughs> well, if 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 yeah, ETs are angels and demons. Um, mm. I mean, there is a hypothesis that Jesus himself might have been extraterrestrial. It would certainly make a lot more sense if, if, if I'm perfectly honest, because a lot of the stuff that, that you read about in the Bible, I mean, the, the miracles and that this happened, that happened. This is extraterrestrial technology, I would say, especially right. when you talk about flying chariots and all the rest of it, things in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. But, but bear in mind that when these things were saw and, and the sort of the, the, uh, the worldview, the people who saw them had, all they could attribute was something that came from up there was heavenly and something that didn't what was, was satanic in origin, although mm -hmm. they could all just have been E.T. in any case, so it wouldn't really make much difference. But what actually um, was said uh, in Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19, this is when St. Peter was made the first pope. It was said, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound. And that was actually how, you know, if you like, St. Peter became... Mm -hmm. The first pope and, and that, that well according to the you know the holy scripture that that, that is what was said or whether mm -hmm. it was or not is anybody's guess because yeah. it was it was men that wrote the bible not not, not god right but then again i don't want to get too controversial yeah 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 well <laughs> this this show has a lot of that <laughs> you know um um there was something i read in in this chapter that was a little bit would be concerning i think to you know roman catholics mm -hmm. uh, with respect to the vatican but that there are satanic i guess it was said that there's satanic rituals 
that mm-hmm. happen here. This is something that seems to be coming up a lot, right down mm-hmm. to the new, you know, the the new, um, I guess, their, their new state of the art um, stadium, which has got mm-hmm. like, you know, this this big snake head. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, when you go back into ancient knowledge, the snake and the serpent was actually sure. knowledge. knowledge. Hey, precisely, yes, exactly. Right? It's yeah. a knowledge. Um, and of course now, I can see why they would they would want to have to educate people, but I think people have been suppressed so long that they, you know Roman Catholics Christians on average should have been taught mm-hmm. no the serpent is knowledge, mm-hmm. but instead it's the serpent is the devil. So they see mm-hmm. this in their great institution mm-hmm. and like what is this? Mm-hmm. So I you can know, you I can know. even take you can take this right back to the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were tempted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and Satan, you know, the tree was knowledge. That, that's what it was. I mean, the tree was knowledge, yeah. and, and it, it was nothing to do with apples falling off that's trees right. or, or Metaphor, whatever. Yeah. It was not. It was knowledge. It was so yeah. simple as that. It's not difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, another theory, because if there are alleged, um, you know, satanic rituals that go in mm-hmm. within the walls of the Vatican. There's a theory that states that maybe, especially when you were saying that the demonic have so much control, do you think it's reverse? Do you think we're taught to pray to this other being as opposed to, because sometimes you 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 have to admit, as an exorcist, mm-hmm. you've gone in, you've cleared places, you know, I'm sure a lot of these places had like demonic energy. Mm-hmm. And you go in and sometimes you have traditional rights of exorcism or you, or everybody has their, their form of deliverance, mm-hmm. but it seems to just empower some of these things. They just seem to come back. And then as people pray, what are they praying for? Okay. Let's have a look at this, get into some sort of context. Yep. Prayers are spells. Okay. Yep. And especially when the Catholic church, and, and again, I mean no disrespect here. Mm-hmm. But when the priest is is on the altar and and, and he's praying and, and during transubstantiation, he's bringing Christ down to the altar or bringing God to the altar, you know, where he is when he's saying these prayers mm-hmm. and carrying out these rituals. Right. But, but this is magic by any other name because religion is magic. Prayers are magic. If you pray for um, healing, mm-hmm. which people do, that, that, is a, that is a magic spell, if you want mm-hmm. to put that. But anything... Where you're, where you're trying to change reality right. or edit reality but by wishing it to happen. That's mm-hmm. a prayer. It's, it's a, true. A prayer and it's a spell. But it's true. Pe- people just don't will not and do not want to see it that way. because you, maybe, you, People get offended, you know, if you put out a candle, they say, well, this is witchcraft. I don't know, yeah, they put yeah. candles in the church. That's not witchcraft. You like no. candles, right, for, for different rituals, sure. like baptism yeah, yeah. and, and you know, communion and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's it's a representation. Um, so you're right. It, there seem to be a lot of double standards, I think, with mm-hmm. society with respects to how they see things. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say the Catholics have it together when it comes to exorcism in many, mm-hmm. many forms. It's a say what you mean, mean what you say, follow through, and they'll go in there and hand them their own rear end. <laughs> but, but, but in some respects, a lot of exorcists have really taken the brunt as well. Um, you know, like, like, like it's, a, it's a hard, it's a difficult thing to do. As you say, sometimes it's better to stay under the radar and not put yourself yeah. right in the front. You know. Well, this just shows you. We've basically just talked about three chapters of this book. Yeah, it's a fascinating. And, and, yeah. Well, all I can say is because I, I think we're just on for an hour. Is that right, Michelle? Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yep. cool. That's fine. Well, it's just that if anybody's interested to get this, the book is called "Book of Secrets: Aliens, Ghosts, and Ancient Mysteries." It's published by Flying Disc Press, and I know you can get it on Amazon because I looked. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and it's, okay. it's on Amazon. Yes. And I think you'll find it's, that there's 20, it's not a big book. You can get through it in, I guess, three or four hours. Mm-hmm. But uh, you'll find that, that there's 22, 22 chapters in it. Each one is different, each one, but they're all in some way linked. There are all links running through the whole book you'll, because you can find that there is nothing in this world that stands on its own. Right. Everything is interlinked at some level. It has to be. Right. It's just it's, it's the nature of reality itself because 
some of the chapters even one of the, I can't remember what chapter it is offhand, but one of the chapters looks looks at how we have tried to alter reality to suit ourselves, and it's not as simple as that. It's not as easy as you think. It, it can be done. I believe it can be done. Oh, there there are people who think you can't manifest your own reality. Um, I I think it's it, it's you know depending on what you're trying to manifest. It's if you tell yourself every day that you're sad. I'm sad. I'm sad. My life mm-hmm. is just. I think after a while what you put out that sort of comes back to you in some sure. form. Those are the type of people sure. you attract to yourself. So I believe to a degree you can do things like that fairly easily. Mm-hmm. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you're trying to win the lottery, it's going to be a little bit, a little Please bit God. harder. Please I God. don't believe yeah. God. <laughs> thing, But you don't need money. It's inconsequential. It's not what this That's is right. about. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, what is wealth? You know, he's like, I want to be wealthy. Well, what is wealth? You are wealthy. You have the, mm-hmm. the love of a of, of a good, you know, spouse. You have family. That's you right. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, I, I think it's it's all in our perception of what the <laughs> Yeah, you, is. you've got the good family. You've got the loving space, but you got no money. <laughs> exactly. Cold, hard cash, man. That's <laughs> like you have to be really specific. But, yeah, yeah. you know, universe and, 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 and our creator seem to sometimes have a little bit of a of a sense of humor. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I still pray. Yes. I, honestly, if there's something really bothering me, if I'm having a real, a real hard time, I will pray. Yes. But, and sometimes it appears that the, your prayers are, my prayers are answered. And because it's almost as if that prayer acted as a spell and it, it changed reality that little bit that gave me a break. You know, mm-hmm. or was it, or, or was it some guy up there, or some spirit that actually heard me and and shifted and shifted, and it shifted reality for me. I don't know, but yes, I mean, I pray, if, if I'm truthful, I still pray. I right. honestly, I really do. You know, if I, things I, are really no, I believe if if you put your power into your faith, mm-hmm. you know, I've I've seen people clear their own homes mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. a bad situation because. Mm-hmm. It, they stopped. I say, don't be a victim. This is your mindset. You mm-hmm. are a warrior. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. do this. You you are yeah, the yeah. one with control. And when that changes, the situation changes. And and it's just proof that we we are powerful beings. Psychokinesis. Mm. We are powerful beings. Of course we are. The, the other thing is, if, if I remember back in your show again, yeah. I can't remember if I've actually told you about this, but I've actually cleansed my house twice because I had to. Right. Um, because it was it was stuff that I did, brought stuff here, and I had to get rid of it. Some and and it went it went both times. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Things yeah. like to follow back, mm-hmm. you know, or follow mm-hmm. you back. Well, you are welcome on this show anytime you'd mm-hmm. like to come on the show. You have an open door policy, and uh, I, I love having you on. Your wealth of information, and you're you're a pleasure to spend time with. Can I just back at you as the same? Absolutely straight back at you. <laughs> Thank you. You have something coming up. You let me know. And Bob's your uncle. You're on the show. <laughs> okay, Michelle. Thank you very much. And th- thanks for listening to an old man rumbling on here. I love very it. Good I yeah, love okay. it. I love the book. And I, 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 there's another one of your books I have. I, I just oh, that's the, the Deceptions of Gods and Men. Yes, it, yes. Yeah. That's the one I wrote with Barry, Barry Fitzgerald. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's that, there's that, another one as well. <laughs> I'm oh, on a okay. roll. I know. Yeah, I yeah. ordered that one off Amazon. Took a while to get here, but yeah, I'll yeah, be digging yeah. into it. It's just it's eluding me right now because I'm well, stuck on the book of secrets. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to think. I mean, I've written four. Well, I've written thirteen and a half books because right. Deceptions of Gods of Men I wrote with Barry, so that that was a half a book. But, right. but I've, I've written sort of thirteen books on my own and one one with Barry. So right, it's 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 you have. Um, they're all interesting you know it's just i'm i'm going to read this other book and i'm going to message mm-hmm. you and i'll see if you want to talk about it sure yeah, yeah. Um, because i think that um i when something just grabs my attention it's like oh i need to i need to read this i need mm-hmm. to learn about this well so, all i can say is if you do and tell me which book it was because i'm going to have to read it so I, I remember I, i'm actually book. going to i'm going to look right now i'm going to go in right now one second because uh, I ordered it on Amazon, so it's mm-hmm. going to be here. Um, oh, wait, you've reached the end of your your list. I don't think so. I have a very long Amazon list. So yeah, yeah. I can assure you of that. <laughs> but what I will do is I will um, 
there's a casting out. That's what exorcism and possession. There's the barriers of belief. There's oh, revenants, haunted places, haunted people. There's all sorts I, I of stuff. It's you know. been one of the newer ones. I'm just going to go into your your bio one second because they're all in there, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was one of the new. The, it might have been the Dark Messiah. The Dark Messiah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might have been the Dark Messiah, um, because I I see things like that, and I'm just like, right away, I just know it's going to be, you know, <laughs> you're going to be delving a little bit, a little sensitive information, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's the one. So okay. I'm going to read it, and Good. then I will message you, and um, because and I, I would then, love to interview you on it. Then I will read it. So they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. I just forget because the thing is, when I'm writing the books and, and I, I know everything, I can give you snap, 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 snap. I can yes. give you information straight away. Once I've done, I've got to shelve it, let right. shut it to one side, forget about it, then concentrate on the new one. Right. You've got to do it because you can't carry all this stuff in your head. You just can't do it. No, it's very difficult. Well, I knew because that was going to be my next plan of attack with you. And Dang it, you came out with this one. I'm like, okay, now I need to have to do this one here, and it's new, so it's going to be fresh in your head. And Philip's like, yeah, yeah, okay, do this one. Yeah, Let's get okay. it out there. I'm like, okay, Philip, no problem. So now okay. it's going to be the next one. So okay, I, will, I will be in contact, and I will book you. Okay, God bless. Take care of yourself, and have a good one. You too, darling. Hey. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this interview with Brian Allen. He's just wonderful. The book, I can tell you, is amazing amazing so please if you just go check it out the book of secrets you can get it on amazon you can get it you know probably through his website through flying disc press um you know message and reach out to philip mantle and and check it out because i I, i'm never disappointed in anything that brian allen does so thank you guys for tuning in to this special edition show thank you for just coffee for sponsoring us and thank you dr snick thank you steve mcginnis and we will see you guys next week good night